Welcome to the Relationship as Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Lee. Outdoor adventure enthusiast, dog mom to Luna, world traveler, longtime meditator, espresso lover, and a trained somatic psychotherapist, trauma specialist, and certified coach. Talking about trauma doesn't have to be so daunting. From a connected place, we can navigate anything together. Looking forward to exploring with you today. Here we go. I have another episode for you in the series that was created with my copywriter, Jacqueline Palmier. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, maybe start there so that it all makes sense. This podcast was pulled from our conversation and today's topic is around trauma-informed care and healthcare practitioners, how we build trust with those that we work with, how we don't burn out. Um, And there are so many people in the medical profession that I work with and know that carry a lot of their own stress and trauma. And so I really speak to that here and speak to some of the things I see as a remedy to that. So many folks in the health and wellness industries tend to say, when I say, hey, are you trauma-informed? They'll say, oh, we refer to mental health professionals when our people have had trauma. (laughs) So my response is always, um, you know, many of your, many more of the people than you know that you work with do have trauma, are impacted by it. And there are ways when we're trauma-informed, we don't add stress to an already stressed out person that we're working with. So I talk a little bit about that in here. It is not a perfectly linear, perfectly edited podcast. It's a little messy because I cut out some pieces of our conversations that just didn't need to take up your time. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, you'll be able to follow it. You might hear a longer pause, which means we've switched to our next topic. But overall, I think you will gather the deep intention of what we're sharing and saying here. And I'm really happy for you to have this information. If there are any people in the health and wellness industries that you respect and love and want to have this information, please be sure to share this with them. This role that maybe your your coaches or your doctors or caretakers are in of feeling like they have to maybe look like they have it all together or that they're they're already above these situations in a sense. How long do you think they've actually been moving under that identity, or how long have they been showing up as the person that has their shit together? Well. I mean, what? It, how many years does it take to be a doctor? Like 20 or 13 or 16? Yeah. Like from the moment they filled out the application for grad school, but likely the, before that, they were the overachievers in middle school and elementary school and keeping it all together to be as successful as they are. Like most of them had to armor up pretty young. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure for them to carry, which I can... I can totally understand when, when do they start to kind of suspect that they need, maybe if they don't know that specifically you, something or someone like you, like about how, how long have they been carrying this concept of, yeah, I probably need to start looking at that. Yeah. 
um, I had a thought right before you said that, which was like, especially for people like doctors, I think they think they're um, preserving their energy by being cold, you know, for lack of a better word. But when they do can allow their humanness, they actually get so much energy back and they don't burn out. Yeah. Like holding the tapes up is a very, yeah. So I think it's that to your next question is like, when do people realize like right now in a pandemic, when they're surrounded by their colleagues who are having mental health crises, that everyone who comes into the hospital is having trauma because they're so terrified they're going to catch COVID while they're there, you know, like everyone around them is in a state of fear and they are not able to keep it together like they used to. And burnout is imminent. Um, Relationships are struggling. They're getting maybe chronic health, chronic pain stuff, not feeling as passionate about their work, or they've like witnessed some big trauma stuff. Like, oh my God, the things, a lot of my clients are, um, doctors and ERs and midwives, just these last few years, what they've been sharing is just the most horrific stuff that's coming in from people, you know, everyone, you know, like suicidality stuff, people not wanting to come into the hospital and have their babies at home when they needed to come into the hospital, like just scary stuff that they're witnessing and they just can't hold it anymore. And they can't hold it with their team. They don't have like trauma-informed care means the entire team. It's all about a system. Yeah. And they're realizing their team is not connected and they're all like collapsing. What does that look like in their day-to-day when they're not able to hold it anymore? What are the, you know, the red flags that start to pop up? Uh, you know, anxiety, depression. I think they're holding their breath mm-hmm. um, a lot. Gut turning, gut issues exhaustion um you know i think a lot of high anxiety mm-hmm. brain fog you know all these physical things mm-hmm. not being able to perform like they used to um just not caring as much i think not caring as much too like almost going numb in a sense huh yeah yeah what are some of the things they've probably tried before coming to you a spa day, you know, <laughs> go to Tahoe. We'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, a, a, yeah, go to Tahoe, do a, um, what was I just going to say? Some kind oh, I was going to say a bubble bath, you know, like those things that we should be doing, but aren't, don't quite go deep enough. <laughs> um, most of them probably are not talking to their friends and colleagues and partners. Most yeah. of them don't have support where they really feel like they can just like, Oh my God, this is what I witnessed. I didn't know how to handle it. So I just shut down. Do you think there's any fear that if they acknowledge it, they won't be able to handle it anymore. They won't be able to show up to the thing. Completely. Yeah. I mean, when I ask nurses and doctors, like what's your trauma informed care requirement, they all say nothing or, Oh yeah, I took a four hour class and I have a trauma informed certificate. And I'm like a four hour class. Hell no. Hell no. What? What do they think they need? And how does that tend to compare to what you like know they need? What do they? I feel like they have no idea what they need. That's the thing about selling my work is I feel like I'm selling something that people have no idea they need and that would change their life forever. 
So, and they're like family relationships, everything. Um, it's the most frustrating part about my business. Well, if, if they had to name the problem in their own words, what would they name it as? Before you being like, no, nah, it's actually this. I'm going to think about the We Should All Be Millionaires group. Like, it's all service providers, almost. Yeah. And I would say 85% of them need my services, but don't know they do. Yeah. You know those clients that you did sessions with and why they never called you back is because you didn't build a relationship in a safe way. You know, like you had one session, but you could have had 40. So they think they need better sales skills, better copy, better whatever it is to build the business. But really it's something internally that they need to adjust. Yeah. It's something about building the relationship, building trust, building safety. They went and found another, you know, um, what kind of coaches are in there? Like health and wellness coach. But they didn't tell you it was because you weren't holding space for their eating disorder. Yeah. They just went and found someone else. <laughs> and I do that all the time. I'll like go see a doctor and never call them again. And like, if they had known it was because I didn't feel safe, they probably would have done something about it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, when you're traumatized, you don't make a phone call in, in an empowered way. You'd be like, Hey, let me tell you, you just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see though, without the tools, how that might feel overwhelming to them, right? Like how can I make everyone feel safe? Right. It seems like a, on the surface, it seems like a really big task. It seems like, how am I supposed to know what's going on with each and every person and make them feel safe and kind it's of so easy. Like you're, you do it. You put that video on your thing. And then I, and like, I got, you were orienting me to who you were, what to do next. You walked people through steps. You gave me a contract. I think <laughs> <laughs> you were clear. You were human, like in your languaging, you were like very authentic. I think you do it without even knowing it. That's funny because what I think that would be called or what a lot of us would just call that is systems, right? Or processes or onboarding. But you're like, this is just something that we can be. It's just consideration from what it sounds like on your point of, of thinking where that other person might be. And right. Actually, you're right. Actually, it's funny that you put it out that way because a lot of what did go into that system and onboarding is knowing that the copywriting process could be a vulnerable process especially if someone's new to it you're right it's not something so they are they might be showing up and doing it in other ways and they might already be doing it on a certain level even if they're not aware that they're actually doing it absolutely so it's just bringing more awareness to that God. yeah your folks with trauma needs structure that's so i i love that you keep going back to this because i'm like it is for whatever where do you think that comes from that concept that we think that being trauma informed and making a safe space for someone requires being really soft or very passive. Like where the hell did we get that from? A lot of folks with trauma, you know, ha are very sensitive, you know, they're like reacting all day because they're in survival mode. And I think people end up feeling like they need to go like get smaller, quieter, gentler, like let's not trigger this person. Let's not set them off. Let's get quieter yeah. and softer. It's their own trauma response yeah. like, so that I don't have to manage being uncomfortable. And yeah. so, but instead, when you learn, you get to be yourself, you get to be big, you get to be loud. And the number one 
most awesome way to be trauma informed is that you get to fuck it up. And when you make a repair, that is the most healing thing to anyone with trauma. How many of them, I, I, it almost seems like they're operating from a place of this has nothing to do with what I need to do. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know about your trauma to fix your knee or take care of you in the ER. Do Yeah. I have this view that doctors think therapists are just a bunch of quacks and it aren't really there to help get the job done. And that if they have a patient who's like almost bled out on the table, then they need trauma-informed care. Then they need to send them out, to refer them out to a mental health person. They do. But also a lot of that damage, long-term damage can be taken care of in the ER or recovery. I mean, even you as a trauma-informed specialist are also carrying that feeling of someone that's in the ER or whatever is like, it's, it's like, why spend your time convincing people? And also, so I, I had that experience with my first, came back and had a doula for my second. And the amount of care that she spent, ask, amount of, the amount of time she spent asking me about what my first birthing experience was like and what trauma came out of that and what were my memories and what do I want to avoid the second time and what needs to be set in place was like astounding to the point where I was like, I feel like every single person deserves to have this. Like you're, and we, I think we kind of view it as people that have that kind of care, have a level of privilege to it. And it's like, yeah, this should also be like a right, like a natural human right. Because yeah, so many women, I don't, I don't know very many women that don't have a traumatizing birth story. Yeah, there's something about when you go to them, they, I feel like they've seen it or they've had a lot of people that have come to them for that second or third child where they're like, I am not willing to go through this experience the way I went through it the first time. So they, I think for them, the loophole there is not necessarily that they see themselves as potentially causing harm, but they've seen the harm that has been done, right? Like, oh, maybe I'm not the one doing this, but I've had clients that have come to me and someone else fucked it up and they had this horrible terrifying birthing experience and this is the result right it's and it's funny I've had so many conversations with other moms about how I remember the first time that I was pregnant so much of the focus is on the baby and what happens when the baby arrives and making sure you have everything for the baby and I remember like you said being infuriated and pissed because nobody warns you about you I, hormone physically identity wise what happens to you after the first one like nobody talks about it it's just completely left off the subject so for the second one I was like the baby is fine you got a bassinet you got some papers <laughs> we have what they need I need to make sure that I am prepared and ready for it the second time and that I am completely equipped so yeah, yeah that is something about the difference between being a trauma-informed care and trauma specialist it's like, yes, totally. Like I'm not training people to resolve trauma. Like I'm not, I'm not training people to do what I do. Other side of my business where I see one-on-one clients where they're not sleeping at night. They have OCD relationships are so impacted and we work bit by bit, you know, through the trauma specifically, we're looking at the trauma together. We're holding it together. We're embracing it together. 
in trauma-informed care, it's one step back. It's like we're trauma-aware and trauma-informed. So that means we know trauma impacts everyone and everyone's nervous systems differently. And there are things we can do to set up our relationships with them so they feel safe enough that we're not overwhelming the trauma they're already carrying. Through doing this, it's amazing because a lot of the trauma can heal, but it's not like direct. You're right, because when we hear trauma-informed, we do kind of put ourselves in the position as the one that's fixing it, right? Like the one that's going to be getting your hands in it. And you're saying you don't need to, that doesn't need to be. No. You're caring for them or something that you're in charge of responsible for. It's just something that you're, you're aware of. Yeah. It's like, it's like knowing that like someone's uncle died before you accidentally asked them, like, how's your uncle doing? Right. Like, yes. Kind of. the. the we don't exacerbate it. We, yeah. we, can, we can hold it all tenderly, but we don't, I think some people get scared of working with me because they're like, oh God, then I'll have to be a specialist and then I'll have to know all the little ways to deal. And it's like, no, you're just giving someone the biggest gift ever that you're not adding stress to a system that's already stressed. It is showing up for them in those little ways. I love how you're just taking this from such an abstract thing, which I think is really what needs to happen in the copy here is just taking it from this abstract gentle pastel colored concept and turning it into something that is centered around authenticity education and just knowing how to move in maybe the bigger and the smaller ways thank you so much for listening before you go if you loved the conversation today make sure you're subscribed or following and leave a five-star review so we can get the word out to anyone that this might be supportive or inspiring to If you're a medical provider or healthcare professional, check out creatingsaferhealthcare.com. We are open for enrollment right now for our online program that supports doctors, receptionists, anybody in the healthcare industry, nurses, naturopaths, acupuncturists, even body workers. If you know of anybody in this industry, please share it with them as well bringing you accessible online trauma awareness and trauma-informed trainings brings me so much joy. Looking forward to connecting with you over there as you join me in this worldwide revolution, supporting the folks who need it most.